Grandpa Jim, Motivation Central Station. How is everybody doing? I had just the most fabulous, fantastic, perfect. We're going to talk about uh, being imperfect today, but uh, it was pretty nearly perfect. Let's say that. I got to see all my grandkids and my kids absolutely, you know, lavished me with gifts and, uh, you know, and it was crazy how on the money they were with these little things. And I am, you know, a proponent of just giving love and smiles would have sufficed for sure. But I just have really giving, loving kids, and that's just amazing. And I attribute some of that to the way uh, we were able to raise our kids. So me and my wife made a decision very early on in our our marriage that we were not going to chase the big home. We were going to have her in the home helping um, with the children on a daily basis. We never got the calls that when I worked in um, different lines of work and I was working with others, they would get the crazy calls that their kid was, you know, on the roof of the school and acting out. We never got those calls with our kids. We've been really blessed. Now, I was the kid (laughs) that used to be on top of the school. (laughs) But, you know, that's just uh, usually the person, that's just a cry for help. I can admit that today. Back in those days, you would have asked me. I would have probably, you know punched you in the nose, uh, so to say, and um, I wouldn't do that in any chance or form now, but the bully needs the help, you know, the bully needs the help. So anyways, I want to talk to you about a couple of things today. One is, you know, trying to be perfectly imperfect. Like, it's such a struggle to, you know, to try to live up to the Joneses and and, uh, you know, and the other thing I was thinking is we're all so uniquely gifted. You know, we're all, you know, what's funny is I find people saying, well, I wish what that person, I had what that person had, that great singing voice or whatever. And the great singing voice is looking at the person that said that and said, you know, I wished I had that kindness and that love that that person gives. Like, you know, so if we can all be self-accepting, I think that makes each day go a little more, you know, God gave us all these gifts, uh, you know, for ourselves. So uh, I want to, today's episode, I want to talk about Robert E. Lee and comparisons to Donald Trump. And um, I'm going to get to that in just a minute or two. But I would like to, uh, before we dive into that, I would just like to remind everybody how coronavirus is going off the chain right now. There's the new strand that's coming here. I've done some podcasts on the South African strand. Uh, You can go down the list and find that podcast. And you're also going to be able to find... um, you know, myself talking about the UK co- uh, uh, strand as well. So we got two things going on here. We have three things. We got the original strand that's still taking people out and we're setting daily records across this country for deaths. So if there's anything we need to double down on mask wearing, hand washing, social distance, try not to go out of the homes, uh, California, uh, is busting at the seams. I guess Arizona is going off too, where they don't have room for you at the hospital. 
So that means too, if you have car wrecks and that, where where are they going to put you? So we need to dial it back. We need everybody to be safe. Um, you know, we want everybody to be here too. You know, a lot of the people that are in uh, the ICU today, might, you know, might might have very well had the attitude, "It's not going to happen to me." Um, I had friends that died of overdose in their 20s, and I'm sure they thought this ain't going to happen to me. And so we just never know. So, And uh, when there's things that can be uh, avoidable, that can be avoidable, we should, I think, uh, take personal responsibility and try to avoid them. So I want to jump in on... President Trump and why I think they need to lock him up and throw away the key. Like I've been telling people in my circle, uh, my in-person circle, um, that for years he's going to be the first president we ever see behind bars. And if this ain't the, the, you know, number one, the tax situation, and that's a state thing, folks, you know, so he, wherever he filed those taxes and he has $750 when you and I, many of us paid way more than that on minuscule incomes, um, that's definitely a criminal act for sure. And then you have um, the school where he started Trump University and he duped all those people. That's, you know, should be punished as well. But when you incite a crowd to go, and he was doing this too. The thing is to remember, it wasn't just him at that crazy podium with all the glass in front of it and his awkward <laughs> bizarre dance moves. Ah, <laughs> oh, it just looked bizarre to me when they first showed that. I'm like, what kind of freak show <laughs> is this to begin the day that day? And then, you know, he was uh, uh, inciting these people to bring arms and to uh, on back on the back channels and. Uh, you know, there's some emails out there and and that he's just riling these people up weeks before this would ever happen. Bring your guns. Who says that, right? I mean, that dude is responsible. Words have consequences. I was listening to, to people talk about the Constitution last night on the BBC of all places. It was a somebody out of a university in Baltimore and they had her on the... BBC last night and she was saying you know when the framers of this country put the constitution in they were talking that democracy might fail like it's still an experiment and they never the forefathers never seen anybody that was mentally ill in office I've done several podcasts on him being a a sociopath and he has no feeling no empathy and which leads me into the Robert E. Lee comparison. You know, I never really knew much about Robert E. Lee other than when Trump the last uh, few weeks has been, you know, really rounding this, um, these white supremacist groups and that. I started again with my circle, uh, my in-person friends saying, you know, this guy is Robert E. Lee, you know, but 
I did a little research, just a little bit, not a lot, just a little bit. And I did a little research on Robert E. Lee to only find out that the man had empathy, integrity to a point, okay? We understand he was on a losing cause and this and that, but there's a lot of things documented about how he he felt sorry for the slaves and uh, he just thought it wasn't a political issue. He thought that the righteous people would solve the problem and he thought it wasn't for a, a government thing. Um, Later, he did vote for some people that were uh, heavily um, against freeing the slaves, and then eventually they took away his right to vote, which I hope uh, Trump does get impeached so he can never, ever take office again because the man is not on the rails. This guy, if this guy was anybody in your local community and he was uh, spouting the rhetoric, the hatred that he does, we would have him locked up, you know, and uh, we need to do this with uh, Mr. Trump. There's a, uh, you know, a lot of comparisons here too. So Lee, uh, the Washington and Lee University, uh, it's in Virginia, um, not sure what city. I know it's between Roanoke and Richmond. And that university has a lot of integrity. And the first thing, the first rule in that university is to be uh, a, you know, just to be a good gentleman, it says, you know. And uh, Trump isn't saying that. Only the good gentleman can come to these rallies and all this. No, 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 no. He's inviting other people who, in my opinion, have some schizophrenia going on. You know, I work with people with schizophrenia. I, you know, the people I've worked with personally have um, symptoms that are very, um, you know, semi-manageable. Um, they all have this paranoid uh the one thread that the guys have that I work with, they have this paranoid thing that runs through them. Um, they're always kind of afraid that somebody's going to come into their apartment, that people are talking about them, and they're, they're very low. So we can look at this as a, a continuum. So they're, they'd be on the low side of this continuum with, um, with symptoms and then you can go to the far extreme right and we've all met people like this where they think the government's out to get them and they totally just obsess i think these QAnon people definitely fall into that too because think of the outlandish um claims that they have that there's this uh pedophile ring and these people are drinking blood of people, and it's just the most insane, craziest thing I've ever heard of in my life. And so I would think there are some people there that are untreated. Who shows up to the Capitol with handcuffs? (laughs) The guy showed up with plastic handcuffs. He was gonna put people in these handcuffs. You had people in there with weapons in their hands. These people are off uh, in another world. Every one of them, not only do they need, and I had talked to my local uh, government about this too, is in our city, we arrest people and 
maybe somebody's stealing another guy's snowblower, and then we just find them. But we don't find out why the guy was stealing the snowblower. Was he stealing it because he has a drug issue? Was he stealing it because he has no uh, income? Is he stealing it just because he had a beef with something? You, you need to do an assessment and find out. So every one of these people hopefully we'll have a psychological assessment done and find out what's going on um, with schizophrenia. And that usually goes one or two ways. One is they always think the government's following them and sometimes they'll even have some tinfoil and that sort of thing. And you ask them why they're having a tinfoil and they're like, well, I can hear the, the government channels and the airwaves better or they're very religious and they can quote uh, the Bible inside and out. And uh, so that's the other end of the scale. And I, I bet if you sit down, I work in mental health every day, you know, is that these people are ill and they need some treatment. They need some help. They need some counseling. And that's for sure. And then you know, so I was talking about the University of Washington and Lee that, uh, you know, is uh, from Robert E. Lee. And you look at Trump's and Robert E. Lee was trying to at least build some character in the people that came there. And Trump was just uh, starting a university in, uh, you know, around the country. And I remember when he was doing this in Chicago, I run my comedy school down there and he had all these uh, like boxes where you could walk up and take a little flyer out of it eventually I was able to use those boxes once uh, for my own comedy school uh, once uh, he duped everybody and they shut it down which just was a great asset for me but uh so his whole intention was to, you know, just steal people's money and not give it back. How can you not give a service and not give it back? And then um, there's a lot of writings. Again, I didn't study much on this with Robert E. Lee having some empathy. And in the um, podcast that I've done on uh, Trumpian a sociopath is that uh, they lack empathy. That's the number one characteristic. Like they, they, he could care less. He's already ready to hang his own guy, uh, Mike Pence, who stood by him on a th- uh, say four thousand things in a row. Mike Pence just backed him up, backed him up, backed him up. He made w- one wrong move in Trump's eyes, and now he's got to go, and we're gonna hang him. You know how horrible. How horrible is that, you know? And then um, I will give Melania some, you know, little bit of props because she got out of that party the day that happened. And um, so uh, Trump should be impeached. They took the voting rights away from, um, uh, from, they took, from Robert E. Lee, they took the voting rights away. But I say we impeach Trump. And then this shows that Grant, uh, not Grant, uh, Robert E. Lee must have had a little bit of character and respect because President Grant invited him to the White House and they got together. I, I can't see any other president ever inviting this sick, ill man 
that needs help. And I don't, I, you know, I hope he could get help. I really believe that anybody can be redeemed, but I just think some cases are harder than others and his would be a really hard case. So uh, I, in my conclusion of my comparison with Robert E. Lee and Donald Trump is uh, I hate to compare <laughs> Robert E. Lee to Trump because even though you know he is a um, imperfect uh, type person for sure. Uh, Trump is just on a whole level of lowness. <laughs> He's on the bottom of the totem pole. I'm trying to be nice with my words and watch them. Uh, so anyway, I'm glad you hung out with Grandpa Jim today. And I hope you're going to have a wonderful day. What are you going to do today that's going to be different than yesterday? I want you to aspire. I want you to achieve. Um, if you do need help, if you're struggling with any type of loneliness or um, any type of substance abuse issue, there's help there. Time to reach out. I was just on a Zoom recovery meeting and there were a bunch of people that were on there for the first time um, trying to get help with their alcoholism and drug problems. And so uh, be brave, be bold, reach out. And, you know, we don't know if anything's wrong with you until you open up your heart and say, I need help. And that's a real human thing, you know, and uh, it will take you to a whole new life. Be, have courage, be bold. And, and uh, for those of you not struggling, that uh, let's go help somebody. Let's find somebody that needs help today. Is there a neighbor? Is there a cousin, a, a aunt, uncle, a parent that needs some help? Um, was listening to a lady today from Alaska in this meeting, and she was saying how she just lost both parents last month to COVID. So, um, you know, don't uh, take life for granted. It's a frick, fickle, fickle. <laughs> it's a fickle thing. Ah. Uh, so, hey, love you all. Have a great day and uh, keep prospering, keep conquering, keep achieving.